Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. It's Thanksgiving week. Ray, how you doing? Hey, Doc. I am absolutely amazing. It's great to hear from you, my brother. And, uh, man, just leaving my son's state championship game, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but... They lost a tough one. They lost a tough one. I, I think they could have played much better, man, um, from a standpoint of these, this, this team had three really, really good kids, quarterback, running back and the safety. And they were just, and, and that's all they really had when it came to actual playmakers. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't think we exposed them defensively the way we should have. Like we have too many athletes, including my son, that could have taken them to a whole nother, that, that just could have given them some real problems in the first half, especially. So the game, the game kind of got away from us early, man. But you know, I told him, I said, listen, son, you just come out and tell me you want to play football, right? One year. You remember he's a point guard. He plays basketball. Right. So I'm like, so guess what? This was, this was a, a lesson. You don't like the way this feels then let's do whatever we need to do in basketball so we don't have this feeling again. <laughs> I, I say this all the time. I really, that that is, to me, that's a key. A lot of times we try to run away, and I think this is important not only as a, a, a coach but as a parent, what you just gave your son for that lesson. A lot of times we run away. We want to fix things for our kids, so we say, you know, not to think about it or let's we try to make it feel better, but instead – you you highlighted it, and I do this to my daughter all the time. Let's, let's sit in this feeling, because if you don't like it, the feeling is not going to kill you, but if you don't like it, and you don't like it badly enough, it's going to push you to work harder. So mm-hmm. I really like that. I like that you did that with him. <clears throat> Doc, that, 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 that kind of goes right into what we've been talking about, right? Thinking about what the what the topic is that we want to talk about today. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well. I want to start by telling that story about that. Please, so, please, please. I want to hear it so, again. So I work I work with uh, University of Pittsburgh football, and I do uh, visualization with the athletes before the games on uh, the night before the games. And the one thing I tell them all the time is, and, and I've learned so much of this from you, but you talk all the time about writing down the vision, writing down the vision. We actually had Phyllis Newhouse on the show a few weeks back, and she talked about having that vision board, having the gratitude board. So I do this visualization with these athletes, and 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 I have them picture it so clearly. And this young man his, was a walk-on, and uh, he's a, a senior. This is kind of his last finale. He's been working hard. He's such a hard worker. I'm proud of this kid. His name's Nathan Bossery, and he's a backup long snapper. Um, he's played tight end and all this stuff. But we've put in a, there's a trick play, right? Now listen to this, Ray. It was a trick play for a field goal where he was going to break out and they were going to throw the ball to him. And we have been visualizing this play. He and I, specifically, week in, week out, for the last few weeks, seeing it so clearly. And against Virginia Tech on national TV, uh, it was huge. They called the play. I was through the roof excited. Nathan does his job, makes a spectacular catch in the end zone, scores a touchdown, and afterward, like, I grabbed him, I'm hugging him, like, poor kid, kind of, I think he, I don't know if he broke his shoulder, but he hurt his shoulder pretty badly, um, but this was exactly what we pictured, exactly, Ex- you've talked about this so long, we made it so crystal clear, and here on national TV, this young man, he scores it, it's like a dream come true for him, what a huge moment, Ray. Yeah, because look, you said something key in that, right? 
the number one thing y'all did for weeks now was visualize it, right? I believe, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Doc. One of the ultimate lessons in life is you must find what your commitment is. And if your commitment is to actual giving your, to actually giving your, your future a visual See, some, 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 somebody want to, somebody, a lot of people want to bump in the money. You know, they want to hit the lotto, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes success, you know, they want to, hopefully somebody going to give them a degree or, 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 or say, hey, let me give you a job. No, you ain't, <laughs> it don't happen like that, doc. Oh, well, you can have a success. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of successful people, they just don't bump into success. They, <laughs> they have a plan. Of, of, of how they imagine what the next year, five or 10 years will look like. Yeah. And after you have that imagination, the next thing you do is you write it. I tell you this all the time, Doc. If you don't write your vision, your vision remains a dream. And most dreams that's not written, I guarantee will never be executed. And, 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 to hear the legend, the, the living legend, as close as we are, as I never take for granted the fact that I still am this close and brothers with someone who's a living legend. To hear somebody who is the greatest player in his sport and have done it for as long as you did it, like to hear you say, write it, it makes me out of my mind why every, every single athlete out there that hears your voice say that should be at home writing that down right now. Um, but it's interesting because not everyone will. And it just fascinates me because I love, you see me, I'm laughing, cracking up when you say bump into success because I think that's hilarious. I think you are hit the nail on the head. I really, I really think that's what a lot of people believe that they're just going to bump into success and it's not understanding that you set out to do what you did from back whenever you became uh, the, when, when you first looked at that yearbook and you saw your father's records and you said, okay, I'm going to take out all of that. Like you made it clear from the beginning what you were going to do. And then you went and did it. Listen, listen, doc, I'm going to tell you this from a child. I'm going to tell you, you're a real secret from a child. I figured this out. If you don't visualize your future, you will not believe in it. Mm. You will wonder the rest of your life. And most of it will be empty thoughts, mm. broken promises, <laughs> and checks that you have wrote that you cannot cash. That, that like, 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 that's the, 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 the ultimate, the ultimate mistake that we make as individuals, even from a young age, we don't take time to plan out your future. Mm. You don't sit down enough to imagine where am I going next? What's my next steps in life? What's my plan in life? And, 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 and so what happens, Doc, is then we fall into this block, right? I always tell you about this block of a comfort zone mm -hmm. to where one year go by, five years go by, go by. You graduate high school, you still have a plan. You don't have a way in college. You get into college, you get out of college, you don't have a plan. You... Yeah, it's always the guessing and the successful people. I can guarantee they have books and books, failed plans, <laughs> not, not even made it, but failed plans, but it meant they kept trying. 
Yeah. Well, you know what, Ray? I've I so I create a vision board. Like I and this is something that's been a big part of my life for a while is creating a vision board, making it clear. I and I the recent one that I have, just this this past week, we just hit my wife and I just hit another milestone that we just have to now we're creating a whole new vision board this week. So we're laying it out. We're laying out a big plan. Um, because we actually got everything on this vision board. And I'm talking about dream come true stuff type stuff. Um, and by the way, uh, my wife and I just celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary on Saturday. So that was, that was another one of those milestones of, uh, just, just making body, mind, spirit relationships so powerful. Dog, that's, listen, that's what I told you about the commitment. You got to commit to something. Like I'm, I'm, I'm individually, individually to master, to achieve, to complete, to, to do anything, to get back up after falling down, whatever it is, you have to figure out what it is you're going to commit to. And I committed to an imagination. I committed to visualizing what my future looked like, what the next play looked like. Not what the next play was gonna, was gonna tell, what was gonna dictate to me, it says. Cause that's what life will do, right? Life will dictate to you if you don't have a plan. Life will dictate to you if you can't visualize it. Life will dictate to you who your friends are if you can't visualize what friends you wanna be around. Cause if you're trying to go to the next level of life, then guess what? Then if you, if you don't visualize your crowd being a certain way, you'll find yourself hanging around anybody. <laughs> I mean, how else can you get to the plan to get to where you're going? If you don't have a map, how are you going to know where you're going? So for for, to have a map of life to say, this is where I want to go next. I love I love the statement where I said I'm committed to an imagination because I think people can get lost and think, well, an imagination, that's just that's that's daydreaming. That's something. But when you have an imagination, that's the essence of what makes us human, that we have the ability to be creative, to think about things that aren't in our present moment and to think about the future and to think about life and to imagine it and then commit to commit to that imagination. And when someone like you, who's accomplished everything, says, I committed to an imagination, from talking about state championships and wrestling that you had to everything that you did as a, as a, a college football player to then, of course, everything you left as a legend in NFL. You committed to an imagination, but you created your reality. And I say this to young people all the time. Create your reality. You can experience life however you want to experience it. It's going to come down to what you're telling yourself and what your plan is for your future. But you got to create your reality. Doc, let me tell you something. 1991 was my first year of wrestling. And when I started to wrestle, Doc, I, I, I figured out I was really good, right? But I was just really good because I was, you know, just strong from push-ups and all that stuff. So I could just grab people and just deal with them, right? And just win. But what happened was I didn't have a plan. And I ended up getting in the finals. And I'm wrestling this guy from Miami. He had on this orange singlet. I'll never forget it. And I remember grabbing him. And when I grabbed him, Doc, he hit me with what, 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 with what we call a head and arm. And the next thing you know, Doc, I was looking at the ceiling lights. <laughs> so I knew, I knew I was in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> and man, let me tell you something. 
that taught me a lesson like no other. Don't ever step on the mat and not be prepared for all things. <laughs> so then that that's true for life. What you just said, that's the thing for life. That's for life. And let me tell you what it done. It took my imagination and my coach. I said, I asked my coach, I said, coach, I said, did my father win a state championship? He said, Ray, let me tell you something. There's nobody in Kathleen's history has won a state championship in wrestling. I said, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me nobody and from Kathleen has never won state? He said, no, Doc, a light bulb came off. My imagination went through the roof. And I, I, I saw myself because I, I witnessed getting fourth in states. I witnessed the person standing up in first place. I witnessed what that felt like. I, I witnessed that, Doc. I said, wow, look at the person that's holding that trophy. Wonder what he had to do to get there. I wonder what it, I, I imagine what that looks like, that he up there and I'm down here. So I got to change that. And man, my, my, my imagination became a reality. My coach, I said, coach, I want to be state champ, man. I Listen, I need to be state champion. And we went back to work. And my junior year, I get in the finals. Man, this young, man, this young boy going at it. Doc, he ends up beating me three to two. I got a disqualification point, took away, whatever, whatever. I ended up losing and got second place. And I'm looking at myself saying, I cannot believe this, but my imagination never left me, even in failure, right? Even when you found yourself back at that place again, I had imagination to go back and finish that. And my senior year, my senior year, 1993, Lakeland Civic Center, I became the first ever 4A state champion in Kathleen senior high history. So you, I don't have to, I'm not telling nobody this story to tell you what my accolades are. I'm telling you, if you can see it, you can believe it. And if you can believe it, then you got to commit to working for it. That's yeah. so awesome. That is so awesome. Listen, I know that you run that state championship, but just now when you were telling it, like, I'm just like, wait, 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 what happened? What happened? And I already knew it. And I still had to watch, like, rewatching something and you haven't seen it for a while. Like, that's awesome. That's unbelievable because that journey is the, the way you created your imagination. We got to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, I do want to talk about those steps because you, you saw it so clearly for yourself and then you made that a reality. And that's possible. That's possible for all our listeners out there. We'll take a quick break. Stick us, stick with us. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. We're talking about, um, visualizing, making your, what you want, your imagination become your reality. Ray, me listening to you even tell that story again about the, what your journey was in wrestling is phenomenal. Like it gives me chills. I know the ending and it still gives me chills because you did something and you laid a path that people can follow, which is making your imagination so crystal clear that it can, can become a reality. For me, one of the things that I imagined, um, and I visualized this for a long time, is writing a book on my yield theory and, and really making it for everyone, not just in the counseling psychology world, but for everyone. And this week I signed a contract, uh, with Sounds True Publishing that I'll be writing my book now on yield theory, Ray. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. 
Um, Congrats, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm really, really excited about it. And we got a question from Mickey Zimmerman. Um, and she wrote in and she said, listen, uh, love, love the podcast. The last one she listened to twice. She asked us a question. She said, what's the difference between being judgmental and meeting people where they are? And I, just first of all, thank you for the question. Love the question. Appreciate your, your comments about our podcast. Ray and I love, love what we do and we love being able to share this. I, I want to answer this. I want to jump on this first because this is the essence of what my yield theory book is. Like yield theory is about meeting people where they are. And, and here's the thing about what I say about judgment, judgments. I always say that my strength is if I had a superpower, it's in being non-judgmental. In other words, I know how to assess people. You can still make an assessment about people without judging them. So, for instance, when you talk about, Ray, like, we need to know who's around us. What's our crowd like around us? I'm not mm-hmm. going to be naive or stupid and, and be around people who are pulling me down and doing negative things. So I can make an accurate assessment. Okay, this person is this. This is what this person brings to me. Then, no, I'm not going to choose to be around that person. But I don't need to make a judgment about it because I understand that that person's suffering in their own darkness. They're suffering in their own pain. And I don't need to judge them for it, but I do need to make an assessment about it. And that, that I hope is clear that there's a big difference for me between those two things. Yeah. You know what? And one of the, one of the biggest differences, right? A judgment or meeting someone where they are, meet someone where they are. You will never speak on it. Never. The moment you judge them, you will not only speak on it to yourself. You may share it with someone else. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the only way that's the only way judgment really carries judgment only carries when you get two, three, ten, thirty, one thousand people to start. Oh, we're going to. Oh, you know, now it's social media. And oh, this person said this. This person did this. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah. And instead of doing that, don't don't do it. Don't share that. Don't don't let the tongue. You know that they say power of life and death is found in the tongue. Then if it is, then you have we, we, we as people, we have no room to ever look at someone else with an awkward eye because I know there's no man or woman that's absolutely 100 percent perfect on this earth. So then you got to ask a deeper question. What makes us judge? And, you know, the only thing I tell you something, Doc, the real thing that makes us judge is we will rather look at somebody else's faults instead of our own. Yep. Yeah. That's why we judge. It's, it's, it is. It is. And this is why truth is simple. It really is that simple. It, it is that simple. Now, it's hard to do. I understand it's hard to do. I understand why people don't want to look at themselves. But we don't need to make up fancy answers when what you just said is absolute truth. The only reason why people look to judge others is because they don't want to look at themselves. Because that's it. The potential for everything great and terrible is inside all of us. And and if and in what we see in other people, the things we judge, those are the things we don't want to see in ourselves. So for me, I think that's the absolute truth. That's why. You're right. That's 100% why. Okay. Okay. I want you to think about something. Think about how quickly a rumor spreads from first period to seventh period. The story in first period, by the time they get the seventh period, man, it's a whole nother story to it. And you ask yourself why? Because the number one rule we make when we judge people is we want to share it. 
<laughs> oh man, let me tell you about so and so, so and so. Oh, they, oh, they ain't as happy as they say they are. You know, I know some. I know way more than they. You know what I'm saying? Instead of instead of you taking that, think about the news. Think about the way the news talks about everybody else's business, but every reporter never shares their business <laughs> because because they call it a job. <laughs> My job <laughs> is to report <laughs> the news. So guess what? Come to work and report your own news. <laughs> and if you're that perfect, then come report to us how perfect you are so we can learn from you. Yeah. <laughs> I would love, I would love if reporters would start by, let me tell you all the things that I've got going on before they can't. I start saying it. But they, won't they can't, Doc. Right, right. They can't. There's too many skeletons. There's too many closets that can't be open. <laughs> Skeletons just falling down on them. Falling down. Yeah. No, but you're, you're, I think to me, that's it. It's so, it's, it's so true. We don't want to do it. We don't want to look at ourselves. So for me, so Mickey, let me come back to this. If you really want to meet people where they are, and it's not about judgment and, and, and it, to judge someone is to say, you know, to make a value judgment on it, to assess them. I say, okay, look, this is where you are. I think a lot of times people say, well, well, he shouldn't think that or she shouldn't think that. Well, they do think that. So meeting people where they are is acknowledging the reality that people are where they are. All too often, we want people to be where we want them to be rather than just accepting that's where they are. If I know that you're going to... Um, you're going to try to bring me down and spread rumors about me. Then I'm not going to spend time with you. I'm not going to spend a moment with you. I'm make. I'm not going to judge you. Do whatever you do. Your karma is your karma, and you will have to answer for that. But I'm not going to choose to spend time with you. So that's what I mean by make an assessment. Be accurate. But you don't need. You don't need to judge them to make that assessment. That's just being yeah. wise. Let me, can I give, I'm, I'm, I want to give us a physical something to look at when it comes to judging, right? So there was this young kid that I was supposed to meet in Baltimore and he's really trying to get out of gang life. And, um, he's made the commitment to try to get out and I kind of introduced him to some things and put him in front of some opportunities. And when he, when he kept calling me, I knew, you know, that there was something desperate and he shared some stuff he needed. And I said, listen, I said, listen, now I know where he is. I know what he's going through. Right. I know the temptations that's pulling at him every day to rob, to steal, to kill, to all of these things. Right. So instead of taking a judgmental approach saying, man, I'm not going to call him back because I'm not getting ready to deal with that mess. I'm just not. I pick up the phone and I said, listen. I'm in town. I need to meet you. Doc, listen to me. Because I did not judge him and put off the phone call and just say, oh, I just leave him alone. I said, let me see you in person. This is what, what I, this is one of her answers, a physical one. I said, come see me. Come see me. So I took him out of his element of judging him. And I met him where he is by saying, I will meet you in a neutral place. I got there, Doc. He pulled out two obituaries and he said these words to me. If I was not on the phone with you the other day, this first dude I'm showing you, I was supposed to be with him in the car when they shot him up. Wow. Um, it's, and because of my mentality of not judging, knowing where he is right. and saying, oh, man, he'll survive. I just I just quietly said, come see me. 
And whatever it was, because, and, and, and that's what I tell people sometimes, when we talk about mean people where they are, sometimes you have to go back to the valley. You got to go back to where dark, where dark places are. And, and, and that's the only where sometimes people are comfortable. Everybody can't walk in the office buildings. Everybody ain't got suits and things to put on. There's a lot of people can't eat. There's a lot of people can't afford lights and, and taking care of their children. That's why I go in the hoods. Because instead of judging them from a from an outside eye, I will go do it myself and look. For, I don't look for praise. You know me, Doc. I don't look for praise. I Nobody know. can ever tell me what I do. No. But 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 I know. No. But I know one thing. I don't judge. No, and I I'll judge say, not. I know that. I know that. And that's, this yeah. is what makes me want to. I know you won't say it about you, so I'm going to say it about you. But this is what it. This is what gets me fired up uh, because. I see what you do. I watch you go into these places. I watch you go into prisons. I watch you go into the hood. I watch you go do these things and without judgment. I hear, I hear you talk about this stuff when no one's around, when no one's listening, when no one has any idea in private conversations. And I hear that you don't judge. I hear that you're trying to help people. I hear that you're trying to make a difference by touching these people's lives. So for me, yes, it is. I, I get defensive of it because I definitely see this all the time. But you did. You nailed. You nailed. You nailed it on what you just did. First of all, you saved that person's life. That's a fact. Second, it's by not by putting that judgments aside. Honestly, that's my secret to why I do so well in the work and I do in the prison system because I'm able to set aside judgment and say, look, I can't change the past anyway. We can't change a second ago. Mm -hmm. So why mm -hmm. am I going to spend time shaming you about something that's gone? Instead, I want to meet you where you are right now in this moment and help you from this moment forward. Mm -hmm. and that's all I'm cared about. That's all I care about is this moment forward. And that's honestly the secret to why I've done well in prison. Um, but I, I, to me, I get so excited listening to you, but I also, I get very defensive too when people come at and say certain things because no one has any idea the things you're actually doing every single day, every single week out there making those changes. I love standing by you. Look, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, let's wrap, let's put a bow on this. When we come back, a bow people can take into Thanksgiving about how you can learn to not judge people going into your Thanksgiving holiday. So stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Um, this is a powerful episode. This is powerful to me in many levels um, because, you know, I think to me the essence of learning how to meet people where they are, to understand that we are all imperfect. We all make mistakes. We all are human. To me, that's a message that I feel like I can never say, I can never say enough because I think there are so many people out there who or are, are lost in the darkness of believing that what they're doing is right and everybody else is wrong and they're quick to judge without really looking at themselves, without holding up a mirror. But you and I are talking about the, on, on the break, Ray. That's a story I, I would love for you to share. I think that's beyond powerful. Listen, I, I, I think, you know, because we're talking about meeting people where they are and, you know, a bunch of these young kids, I, I deal with a lot. And there's this beautiful Polynesian kid in LA and that I've been talking to for a while. And he and he he joined gang life and he had just totally chose, went down the wrong path. But his mom and dad, they totally abandoned him. Um and he he lives with friends now. And he came to me the other day, Doc, because I've been helping him and, and he told me, he said, you know, I'm I'm going down this wrong path. I know I'm gonna end up dying getting killed in one of these gangs or whatever. He said, but 
I listened to one of your videos and it said, and it changed my life. And so now I want to, I want to be the example. I want to help people. I want to help young kids figure it out. And doc, and then the other night I woke up because he lives in LA. I woke up by two, three o'clock in the morning. I read my text. And he said, Mr. Lewis, can you please call, call me so we can talk in the morning? And I was like, yeah, okay, baby, I'll call you. And I got up and called the man and he said, he just basically said, he said, would you, would you be my father? And, and, um, and as I sat there, doc, I'm, I'm listening to this baby, you know? And he said, I just don't want to be a victim to these streets. Mr. Lewis, he said, I do anything to gain your trust, just to, just to have a chance. And I said, well, I said, you know, who you staying with? He was like, I'm just, I stay in a one room apartment. I got, you know, three people who's letting me stay. They're just friends. I said, you have no family. He said, I have nobody. And I said, I said, man, my, my, my kids are older. You know, I'm, I'm traveling a lot and I just have to figure it out, figure out what it is. But I think that's what we're talking about, Doc, is, is meeting people where they are. And if it's me taking on another child so that the streets don't eat him up, I can't save all children. And if you know, the, the, the oh, oh my gosh, Doc, if you knew how many that has this issue. I see it. You know, it. it's, always, it's almost like I want to turn my home into just this house to just help so many. But right. you can't. You just physically can't, and, and so his no, but that's his why story, your message he, is so powerful. That's yeah. first of all beyond chills, beyond chills. Um, I mean, I'm so moved by listening to that. That's uh, why I really wanted you to say that because I need people to hear that. I, I, I think for me, like yes, I know we do. We want to save everybody. We want to say let's just open our open our hearts. But I think that's why we're doing this podcast is to get people on board to hear that story not only just to see what you're doing, but way beyond that. So the people will start doing it. So people mm -hmm. will start doing whatever they can do. We've said this time. And again, we must say this almost every week. We talk about be the light, be the light. That's how that story is an example of how to be the light, whether or not you can work it in any direction. However, it is the fact that you can get involved in a young person's life who doesn't have direction, who doesn't have a father figure, who's going down a certain path, and however you can step in, whatever that looks like, whether it's a phone call, a text, anything, to be able to step in and do something, that's how you're the light. Let me tell you something alarming but true. Do you know that most people who choose, who, who, who feel suicidal but choose not to commit suicide are able to cite at least one person in their life who reached out and showed them that they cared. One person, and that might have just been somebody's asking, taking that moment that you wake up in the middle of the night and say, you know what, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the time to take this right now. That's thinking beyond, you think beyond yourself, you look out to the world and say, how can I help someone? And by taking that moment to reach out, like that changes someone's life. I think, but that's what we, what did we, we started this thing, you know, truly talking about what a true imagination looks like, right? And being able to visualize things, right? And so when I'm listening to these kids' stories, Doc, I mean, if, whew, you already know because you're around me. <laughs> but to read some of these stories, to, to, to be engaged with the mothers that's losing children the way I am, Doc, to, to imagine 
these mothers have to walk into these homes now and their kids' bedrooms have echoes to them mm. of what their children's voices once sounded like. Mm -mm. Mm. So my imagination to make this world a better place sometimes is just one person at a time, yeah. right? Yes. But what we're dealing with is so much divisiveness and so much confusion. So let us send you into Thanksgiving the right way. Because if you want to be thankful for something, be thankful for life. But if you go past life, then think about one thing that life all offers every second of your life, and that's opportunity. And 90% of that will not be opportunity to help yourself, but it actually for you to help someone else. I am thankful this Thanksgiving for one reason, that I have the ability to change someone's life, that I have the imagination and I have the boldness to go forward, to not worry about my problems, not worrying about my haters, actually compliment my haters for keeping me motivated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, sooner or later. Sooner or later, we got to be thankful for something that's bigger than just how much money I got. Because sometimes, so I was sitting with this homeless person the other day. And he said something to me. He said, if people ever know how many times you stop and just sit down and talk to me, I said, they don't need to know. He said, but yes, they do. He said, because ain't that many people got a heart like yours. I said, better yet, ain't that many people got a heart like yours? He says, what do you mean? I said, even in the lowest of all circumstances, you sit up under this bridge every day and you pray. So, so, so if I do find myself in a really dark place and if I need to think about somebody that won't give up, that's why I stop by and see you because you won't give up. And if I can help you, brother, I'm going to help you every time I see you. And that's what I do instead of just handing a $10 bill to a person that you know have a drug problem. Yeah. Or handing a $20 bill to a person you know have a drug problem. Now, sometimes you send it in the light and you got to do it. Right. But, Doc, a lot of people just want to have a conversation with people, man. And that's what I want this Thanksgiving to be about. Like, have a conversation with yourself first and ask yourself, how impactful can I really be? in this world how impactful can i change can i really change someone's life that's on the way going down a wrong path can i not judge them because they've done something wrong in their past can i look at them only from a place of love that's my new i think i think my new challenge and us doing this podcast and let's let's just jump to some real things in life and let's just not just conversate about things let's do things let's make things happen because if we ain't making things happen doc then me and you can call each other on the phone and we can talk to each other by ourselves every day <laughs> right <laughs> but i want to hear i want to hear people's stories that that's really changing other people's lives i want people to be bold enough to change people's lives stand in the middle of confusion and worry and i promise you you'll find joy
So let's so let's let's ask people right now. Write in, write in, tell us about how you're changing people's lives. One of my favorite stories about uh, the Russian author Dostoevsky was uh, he, I remember the the story where he was going and there was a homeless man and he said, "Can I have a coin?" and 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 he said to him, he said, "Brother," he said, "I looked in my pockets. I'm so sorry. I don't have I don't have anything to give you." And, and the the homeless man had a tear in his eye and he said. You call me brother. There's nothing greater than that. And, and and that's a little act. It doesn't take money. It doesn't take anything other than a conscious intention to try to be the light, to try to do what you're talking about, Ray. You stop and have a conversation. Now, look, however it is for people, whatever it is for our listeners out there, keep yourself safe. Be in situations that are, that are safe for you. Be the light however you can be the light. Whatever works for you in your own way. Maybe that's not gossiping. Maybe that's not. I love what you said earlier. I didn't get to highlight it, but I really loved what you said about don't share that. Like you talk about being the light. Guess what? That's life changing. Think about the ripple effect. And and you said it on social media. People just pass it on, pass it on. And you said it so directly and simply. Don't share that. That's being the light. That's an example of being the light. Don't share it. If something comes along negative, don't share it. But let's let's take this challenge, and I believe I know where you're going with this, is let's get people, our listeners out there, right in. Tell us about ways. Let's talk about doing. Tell us how you are doing and being the light. We're not talking about ego. We're not talking about, oh, look, I did this and that. We want to know because look, we want to highlight the positives. Ray, you've said this a million times. Why don't we have on news stations people talk about the good things? So we're going to do it right here on our show. Write in and tell us what things you're doing to be the light and we're going to share them on this on, on the air yeah that's what we're going to do let's just open up this whole thing let's open up this whole new wave right the news won't share so guess what we're going to share it. there's a place that you can come tell where you're doing your good <laughs> tell us about all good we don't want to hear nothing bad it's enough bad going on yes so we're going to have to stay in prayer to deal with that but this thanksgiving let's be thankful thankful that you that you're willing once again we back to it doc you're willing to commit to being a light in someone else's life yes man happy thanksgiving to you doc happy thanksgiving to everybody who listening i just i just really want to i really want to give a charge i really want to give a charge right sometimes we all grow weary trust me sometimes i i can find myself in low places but don't ever grow weary of doing good and every time I speak into a young man's life and the conversation I just had with a young, oh, just over text. If if you know the conversations that you're having with someone can actually change their lives, then don't judge them because judging them is actually speaking on the doubt. Let me make sure I'm clear with that. The day you start to judge someone, I guarantee you share with more than just yourself before you tweet about something in social media that you have no understanding about pray on it and let it go mm. make let, let's just say your prayer life ain't that strong then don't even come in at all my mother used to tell me all the time saying nothing is better than saying the wrong things any day of the week yes yes so let's just go there man because i think it's time and and, and don't just don't just let the holidays come and roll out Let's really do something in somebody's lives this holiday season that actually changes their imagination of their destiny. Mm. That's where we're going. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's, That's what we're doing. doing. Beautiful. 
That's what Thanksgiving's about. That's what it really is about. I love you, man. I appreciate you, Ray. Love you, baby, for life. This is what it's all about. Thank you for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Take this challenge. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go forward. Let's do it. And uh, and here's my first step on being the light from this very moment. I want to highlight a young man. I want you all to watch. So if you're listening to this podcast this week before this game comes up, because uh, we have a huge game. You know, your team, Ray, your legend of the University of Miami, you guys are phenomenal. Let's end this on real quick on a sports thing. You are, uh, your team's phenomenal, uh, Miami, um, but they're playing Pitt this week, right, for the final game. We that's a bad that's. That's a bad day for y'all, Doc. I hate to switch gears, but that's a bad day. It's got, it's got, we did not even touch on this, but we got, them hurricanes coming up, them hurricanes coming up there with that turnover chain and boy will not end well. (laughs) (laughs) I love you to death, but let me tell you something. When we get on that plane after Thanksgiving, Friday at 12, oh boy. Well, I'm going to have you specifically, I want you to dial in, you specifically, I want you to watch this, and I want all our listeners, if you're going to watch this game, watch this young man, number 14, for the University of Pittsburgh, Avante Maddox, on defense, he's a senior, he runs a 4-3-40, he's a D-back, Ray, I'm telling you, I have been around working with these kids for a long time, he is one of my favorite human beings I've ever met, both on and off the field. This kid is unbelievably That's good awesome, kid. Bro. Yeah, his yeah. spirit is phenomenal. So watch him this week so I can let him know you saw him play because this kid. I awesome. am. Good luck to him too. Yeah, but but this is gonna be it'll be good. But uh, uh, yeah, it's congratulations to Miami what they're doing. They 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 are a really good team. I mean, they're no they don't have you out there on the field, but they they're they're doing well, and uh, and I'm I'm happy for you for them for that. But, uh, yeah, let's watch. It's going to be a good weekend, good weekend of football. Everybody pay attention to uh, being the light. So, all right. Thank you so much for downloading the Tackling Life podcast. For more Tackling Life content, go to TacklingLifePodcast.com. You'll find links to our pages on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get new episodes automatically downloaded every week. When you visit Tackling Life website, you'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. Most importantly, we want you to write in and do what Ray suggested. Tell us the good things that you're doing. Tell us the literal good news that you're involved with because we want to spread it and we will spread it. You can also call us and tell us at 646-762-4432. That number is 646-762-4432. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend.